2: Better late than never, welcome Let's go, baby It's <laughs> Fucking Anton Lander
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: Bag milk
4: This is Cesus Yeah. Cesus Cesus
3: Tyler, you're rum-checked. Is so fucking sexy. Mm.
4: Yes, he is. Fucking
2: Anton Lander. Well, it's fuck Anton dangerous. Lander too. We're gonna turn the intro down and get to business. We got plenty to talk about in episode 43 of the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday. Once again, your boy Bagmelk here to tell you all things about the Edmonton Oilers, just life in general. Who knows where this podcast will go over the next 35, 40 minutes to an hour. But first, I got to tell you about the audio department, as I do every week. The department.ca, that's where you need to go to book some studio time to record a podcast that sounds better than this one. Why? Because I'm at the studio milk right now, which is, of course, if you've been listening, my kitchen table. Now, I am in the process of setting up a studio in my basement, but it's going to take some time. So, in the meantime, if you're in the same spot I am check out the audio department, theaudiodepartment.ca. That's where you get the details, and the audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Where are they? 6916 82nd Avenue Northwest, and if you missed the website off the jump, it is theaudiodepartment.ca. Hello! Welcome to episode 43. Better late than never. Yeah! Ah! Thank you, Lil John. I'm excited to be here too. We're just going to kick it off with a little chat about the long weekend. It prompted my question of the week. What's the greatest long weekend of all time? What is the greatest long weekend of all time? Is there such a thing? Is there one that stands above the rest? I have my vote. I have my vote. We'll get some of your votes as well as this weekend, go. this podcast goes along. But... What I wanted to say here is that the reason I bring that question up is we just had the long weekend, the Labor Day long weekend. How many of you are wearing white pants today? Apparently it's a rule and you're not allowed to do it. What I wanted to talk about though, did anybody else watch the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert that was at Wembley Stadium, the Foo Fighters show? That started because of the time difference with London it started at 9.30 a.m. Mountain. I was here. I was getting some work done getting set to take off to the lake. The plan for me was to take off to the lake sometime around 1130 noon, somewhere in that window. So I'm like, oh, shit, I'll watch this concert at 930 a.m. Surely it's not going to be that long. Five hours later, I've got tears in my eyes as Shane Hawkins is playing the drums of My Hero and the show's finally reaching its apex. And all of a sudden, five hours passed and I was just like, where did it go? That was one of the most amazing concerts I've ever watched. I, again, I don't know if you're a Foo Fighter fan listening to this. I got to super into them during the pandemic because what I like to do the most at my house is I like to stream concerts from YouTube right up on my TV. I watched a lot of Few Fighters concerts because I'd be working from home. Their shows are two and a half, three hours. So I watched a bunch of them over the last couple of years. So I was super into the show and the amazing guests that they had come out. Everybody from you know Travis Barker on the drums to Liam Gallagher from Oasis to old guys from uh, David Bowie's band and them Crooked Vultures were out. If you were just a fan of music and just rock and roll music and a show kind of unlike most other ones that I've seen, if it hadn't been under those circumstances, where it was ultimately sad, obviously Taylor Hawkins passed away a few months ago, but like the show itself, fucking hell, what a hell of a concert. What a way to kickstart the long weekend. So that prompted my week, my question of the week, what's the greatest long weekend of them all? And I'm going to tell you there's one answer and one answer only. I'll get, of course, I'll get some of your feedback as well, but the answer is Thanksgiving. You get all of the food items from Christmas, but without any of the hassle of trying to ask your relatives what they want you to buy them. And you don't have to spend the money on buying presents you don't want to buy. You don't have to buy any of those presents you don't want to buy. That's why Thanksgiving is the ultimate. We're coming up on Thanksgiving. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. But it's the greatest. Find me one that's better. Canada Day Long Weekend? Sure. Middle of summer, out in the sun, everybody loves it. Thanksgiving, a little cooler, leaves on the ground. I get that. I will still come at you, though, say Thanksgiving is the best. Danger Wade says the one where Jesus died was thrown in a cave and then just showed up ready to party. Historically, pretty sure that's got to be up there. So that one's from Danger Suede. Classic Davis says, probably winter holiday when Christmas and New Year's fall on weekends, just like this year. Very nice to have two long weekends in a row. Frank, your thoughts? I, but listen, Frank, like, I understand those two long weekends are back to back. But ultimately, if you remember the weather, you don't really like going outside all that much at those times. Correct? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So if you have an answer, I'm sure there's going to be some coming in on the voicemail, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I I still think it's Thanksgiving and I will argue with you. I will argue with you until the end of time. I really will because that's what I do here. That's what I do here. Uh, Secondly, I want to talk about another thing that I've seen some comments coming up on the website. Some people have asked me questions in my email, so I figured I'd just address them here on the podcast. I got time. I'll talk about it. I want to talk about the new websites that are coming soon. So if you go to OilersNation.com on your phone or on your desktop, laptop, whatever you're using, you probably think, man, this thing is a little bit slow and it looks like it could use an upgrade. Well, the good news is, is that we are finishing up the touches on the new website and that's going to be launched very, very shortly. If you missed it, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, maybe. But I just want to say, again, that the new website that's coming is going to be significantly faster. It's going to be... Uh, well, a lot of focus was put on the mobile experience. A lot of focus is put on the desktop experience. And I'm super excited for you guys to see it because I am with you. The current site as it is needs a refresh. We launched that in March of 2017, and it's just been a minute. You know, Things have changed. Situations have changed. The tech has changed. We've learned Our CTO, Mike, he's a great dude. He's learned things since the last one. He's got ideas. Actually, and actually a lot of his ideas are amazing. So I'm super excited about the new websites that are coming. Stay tuned for those before the start of the NHL season. We will have a new website to look at both on mobile and on desktop. And I think that once you guys see it, you'll appreciate that we took some extra time on this one we wanted to have it done and ready and out at the beginning of august obviously today as i'm writing or i'm recording this it's september 7th we missed that mark a little bit but why did we miss it because more attention to detail was going in we're putting the more thought into things like font and image placement all that stuff so i'm very very excited for you guys to actually get a chance to see the new website when we're done your experience on the website is going to be better it just really really is it just really really is and i'm very excited for you guys to find out for yourselves because we've been working hard on it. We've been working hard on it. The other thing I'm excited about, and I'm pretty sure you will be too, is a brand new dating show on Netflix, right? Let's go, baby! That's not what it's called. It's called Dated and Related. And as far as dumb dating shows go, this one is up there with a different twist that we haven't seen before. You are in there with a sibling as your wingman. I don't know what your relationship is like with your siblings. I've got a brother and a sister myself never has either my older brother or my older sister tried to help me get laid before. And that's kind of the concept of the show. They're either there to help or they're there to tell you you're making the wrong choices again. And I'm only an episode or two in. I don't remember exactly how many Me and the Mrs. watched, but it is hilarious. I don't know what it is about me and shitty dating shows that I love so much, but this one is right in my wheelhouse because it's dumb. The people are sexy. The location is sexy. And there's drama. Who doesn't love drama? Right, all these twenty-something hots, the hot kids in their twenties, they're out there dating and they're out there fighting with each other, both with words and fisticuffs. I can't confirm that to be true. There have been no fights. I've lied about that part. There have been tense situations, though. So for me, somebody who's always on the lookout for a fresh dating show, dated and related. Well, I love that. Let's go, baby. Lastly, before we get to the news here, I want to tell you about a brand new review. Please leave me reviews. Please leave me, reviews. Re- me I don't know how this review is going to go, but it should be one star because sometimes you listen to this podcast and I can't even get words out of my mouth. So we're going to... Read reviews every week that there are new ones. And frankly, I don't care what you say in the reviews. Just give me a five star. I want to get bumped up on Apple Podcasts. And the way to do it is for you to leave a review. You could tell me I suck in the content of those things, but the five star review is what I really care about. So this week we've got one fresh one. I'm glad it's not in Spanish because I really fucked that one up. Sources inside the nation have confirmed Bag Milk's real name. Five stars. That's Ski Bum 1230. To be straightforward, better late than never is great. Bag Milk is an incredibly charismatic speaker. It's something you see snippets of on ONR in real life, but it's shown fully here. Somehow he even makes the ad reads. Somehow he even makes ad reads. Did I get something cut off there? I feel like I did. I feel like I did. But there's a five-star review from Ski Bum 1230 I agree. This podcast is excellent. I don't know if you actually know my real name. Uh, My real name is Bag Milk. I've legally changed it. Now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? The interesting thing about calling myself Bag Milk now for the last 10 years at Weather's Nation is that people do sometimes just kind of wonder what my real name is, and I promise you it's boring. It really is. Just assume it's Bag Milk. It'll be more exciting because if you find out the real answer, you'll just be disappointed. And that's the last thing I want. That is the last thing I want, especially now. Especially now that we're here and we're friends together, right? Right. Well, with that out of the way, let us get to the news. The news is brought to you by the audio department. They're taking over. The department.ca go check them out again book some studio time record that mixtape you've always been dreaming of it is time to do it now time to do it now again we are in september early september september 7th as i start to record today there is not a whole lot going on however last week the oilers signed ryan murray we covered that that was the emergency episode of the podcast that is now done bah. Where do, where's he going to fit? I don't know. But last week, we also talked about Jake Vertanen. And I said, listen, this is a rumor from a guy who has 10 followers on Twitter. I don't think this is a po- there's any point in getting upset about this. I really, really, really don't. But then what happens? Yesterday, it comes out that the Oilers are one of the teams in the mix, is the quote. So, uh, from Rick Daliwal in Vancouver, who is a Vancouver Canucks insider, I confirmed this with David Quadrelli as well. He's a... uh uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association member as well out in Vancouver. He's also the head of CanucksArmy.com in the nation network for us. I text him and he's like, it kind of sounds like it's true. So, Rick Dallawal's quote specifically is All I was told was there's a rumor about the Oilers. I do believe the Oilers are one of the teams in the mix. I think there's about four or five teams overall. Uh, and why is that? Why would they be interested? Jake Vertanen, the size, the speed, he comes cheap. That's why there's four or five teams on him right now. I, on the other hand, am not in on Jake Vertanen. I am chalm out, to quote one of my other podcasts. I just take away the drama. Take away the uh the reason he was he left the NHL. Um, and if you don't know, go read it. The jury found former Canuck forward, Jake Furtanen, not guilty of sexual assault. So that came out about a month ago. You can go read the details of that on your own. Even with that aside, which I don't know how you just push aside, you can't. Something to think about, but again, not guilty is voted by a jury. One, I don't want the drama. I don't think we need the drama or the circus that would just come around of a guy walking into a Canadian... A media market, a Canadian market like this one, and just having to answer the questions. It's going to de- derail the first how long? Second, why? Why? Jake Vertanen, the size, the speed, and he comes cheap. That's why there's four or five teams in on him. Sure, he's a big dude. He's listed as six foot one and he is a quick skater, but so fucking what? The last time he was with the Vancouver Canucks in 2020-21, in 38 games played, he had 5 goals total and 41 pims. That's all he did, and he was minus 4. The year before that, better year, 69 games played. Nice. 18 goals and 18 assists for 36 points. That is his career high. He has never reached 18 goals other than that one time. Before that, he had 15 goals in 2018-19. I just don't understand the point. I really don't. Is it because... We are shy on the right-hand side in terms of our depth. That I'll buy, but like, I don't get the point of this. I don't see where he fits in the lineup. I don't think he's good enough to make an impact, and I don't understand why you'd want the hassle. I don't get it. Ultimately, I don't think he signs here. Again, there's just, where does he go? Where does he go? I have no idea where he goes, but I just don't see it happening. So last week I said let's not get mad about something that we have no control of or know what's going on. Well, now it's kind of you know there's a kind of a rumbling that it may actually happen. I just don't get it at all. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Moving on to better news, in my opinion, uh, again this is all allegedly in my opinion. This is better news. The Edmonton Oilers announced plans for a team Hall of Fame on Monday, in which names will be permanently be displayed in which names will permanently be displayed on a ring above the PCL Loge level at Rogers Place. We, get, we are finally getting our ring of honor, or whatever you want to call it, whatever the name ends up being. Now, this makes so much sense for an organization like the others. There have been so many players here that are just beloved in this city for what they've done, but they're never going to make the Hockey Hall of Fame, so they're never going to get their name retired in the rafters. We're all good with that, generally speaking. We've made arguments for guys like, you know, Ryan Smith. He's never won a cup, he's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but he won a bunch of international hockey, beloved in Edmonton. Should he go up? Yes, no. Well, now there's a place for him. Undoubtedly, there's a place for him. So, with this news coming, that the Oilers are doing a ring of honor, I was curious, how are they doing it? Thankfully, friend of everybody, Reed Wilkins had the answer. A selection committee came up with a list of seven names, then privately ranked them to determine which two people will get in this year. Those two players will be announced on September 20th. Oilers alum Chris Joseph will join Reed on Inside Sports tonight to talk about what the Ring of Honor means. So there you go. You have a committee of seven. They privately rank them. Choose two. I just asked you. I'm just going to overstep the committee. That's what I want to do. I just want to overstep the committee. And I just want to straight up ask you, who do you think should be in there? And of course, some of the names are a little bit common. I'll just walk through them. who you think these are your first thoughts. My boy Nation Dan said Smith or Smith. Jason Smith defended an era for this team. Ryan Smith is the definition of a player Edmonton Oilers fans love. Can't go wrong with either of those guys. That's from my boy, Nation Dan. I agree with him 100%. Shanny says, I'd love if they put Ben and Joey up there, but Colby Cave or Ryan Smith are my player choices. Ben and Joey are also great choices. Those two have made incredible impacts on the city. As for Ben, I can't wait to see what the Oilers do with him or do for him, I should say. I can't wait to see how they choose to honor this young man that brought us all together. Great choices there by Shannon. Uh, The Old Boys Club. He says, if we're, tech, if we're talking Dynasty era, Mac T, Huddy, Teekanen, and Ranford. If we're talking the EIG era, Wait Smith, current future locks, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, and Connor McDavid, non-players Joey Moss and Cal Nichols. My friends at Arcadia Brewing, they say Ben should be the first inductee. Again, I cannot wait to see what the Oilers do to honor Ben Stelter. I know they're going to do a good job. Steve Dodd says Ryan Smith and Alish Hemsky, then maybe Cujo and Rolison. Of course, Ben and Joey. El Cola Grande says Jason Bond Senior. That just reminds me of my boy Fad Dad. He's got a Jason Bond Senior jersey. When you see one of those out on the Wild, that'll get you doing a double take, you know. Uh, Gina says Alish Hemsky and Sheldon Surey. Sheldon Surey surprised me on that one. Alish he would be one of my first picks for sure. Steve-O says, these two beauties. And in the photo, he's got Alish Hemsky and Ryan Smith. Two great choices by me. Uh, and Adrian says, Dwayne Rollison. Nuge Forever says, Gaetan Haas. Never forget. Never forget the legend that was Gaetan Haas. Uh, Emperor Picatin says, player Smitty, staff Joey, person with the greatest impact, Ben Stelter. Spencer says, Ryan Smith gets my vote. Mick Big Red says has to be Billy Ranford. Joseph says, hands down, just for the Dallas series in 1997, I'm giving a vote to Cujo. All great choices, in my opinion. If you want to hit me up with your first overall selection in terms of the Ring of Honor, who you'd pick, I'd love to hear it. I would love to see my list... First thoughts, Alish Hemsky and Ryan Smith. Those are easy ones. Ryan Smith, heart and soul guy. I don't have to explain why I'm picking Ryan Smith. You already know I'm picking Ryan Smith. Alish Hemsky, for me, he was one of the only reasons to watch this team for years. The others were so bad and he was easily their most skilled player. I'm giving him some love for that. Dwayne Rollison, another hell of a pick. Hell of a pick. Dwayne Rolson meant a lot to this city. He played the most important position on the ice, and he did it very, very well. I love Dan's pick at Jason Smith. Love that. How about George Larocque? George Larocque is a player who, while he may not have put up a whole lot of goals, he did give us a whole lot of memories. And most importantly, the amount of time George spent in the community here in Edmonton That gets him a vote from me. So, again, I'd love to hear from you who you think should be included in the Oilers' Ring of Honor. Hit me up on Twitter at JSBMBagMilk. Hi, my name is BagMilk on Instagram or in the comments at OilersNation.com. I'm going to have the article up there in two seconds. I'm going to have it up there in two seconds after the podcast is released. Go drop a comment in there. Who should be the first overall pick in the Ring of Honor slash Hall of Fame, whatever they're calling it. Looking ahead a little bit here. Uh, this coming weekend at Lloyd Minster. So on September 10th, Ryan McLeod, Dylan Holloway, Stuart Skinner, and Philip Broberg will be meeting fans and signing autographs from 1230 to 230 Mountain as part of the Boundary Battle of Alberta. If you didn't know what this was, in Lloyd, they're putting Oilers alum against Flames alum for a fun Battle of Alberta leading up to the season You can get tickets to this event. It's called the Boundary Battle of Alberta. The Boundary Battle of Alberta. Go check it out. Just Google it. The website will pop up for you. We're going to have Waz and Kennedy down at the event this weekend. They're going to be taking photos, hopefully interviewing a bunch of players and just having a good time. Back to the Oilers and what's doing here since Ryan McLeod will be there at the Boundary Battle of Alberta. Talking to you fans, where's my contract, Ryan McLeod? I don't think it's his fault. But the good news is. Ryan McLeod's contract will likely fall between $834,000 and $975,000 per Chris Johnston. If you're an insider guy, Chris Johnston's a good one, and I like that contract. So $834,167 to $975, that's the range, so we're going to get sub-a-million dollars. That tells me we're going to get a one-year deal here. If you're Ryan McLeod, you probably bet on yourself at that number. If that's what they're offering, he had a good season last year. I believe in him. Just before we started recording, the Oilers announced that they would be signing Justin Bailey to a professional tryout. PTO, everybody, that's what Tyler always says. Justin Bailey. He played 14 games with the Vancouver Canucks last year, but did not record a point. He played 30 games in the AHL and recorded 27 points with Utica. I sent David Quadrelli again from Canucks Army a message about Justin Bailey. And the first thing he said was fastest skater in the AHL for years now. I don't know what kind of scouting report that is from quads, but that's all we get. He's got wheels. That's what we need to know. Because of those wheels and because of how the preseason works, does that make him a candidate for our preseason champion? I don't know. I don't know, but that's what I'm thinking. This sounds like the perfect candidate for the Ty Ratty Award. I want to know who's your pick for the Ty Ratty Award. Justin Bailey, hey, man, you're a new friend. Could you be the Lamborghini Perlini of 2022-23? I believe in you, my man. And there you go. That's the news. The news is brought to you by the audio department. Check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. Record a podcast. Record a mixtape. Record whatever you like. Check out the facilities.
1: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too,
0: <laughs> Gors Maxi, we're listening
2: to Better Late Than Never. <laughs> you wanna see a
3: man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the Jimmy.
2: Righteous sack beating always brought to you by my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Labish, and others as customers require. They've got the tools you need. What kind of tools? Well, rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, all of the tools. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals is where you need to go to get the job done. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be getting a job at Trilogy Rentals anytime soon because I got this message on Twitter today. Uh, This one comes in from Stacy. Bag Milk, I love your ad for fishing and completion tools for Trilogy. Unfortunately, fishing tools are indicative of a costly mishap. I've been there and done that. Your positive spin is great, though. Well, shows how much I know, really. It really does. It shows how much I know. I know zero about what's going on over at Trilogy Rentals. I just like talking about the tools. Here, I thought fishing tools were a good thing. As it turns out, not a good thing. However, Carrie from Trilogy Rentals says, meh, lots of fishing jobs are just related to wear and tear, corrosive environments, and the darkness. Trilogy Rentals appreciates the positivity. So that one comes in from Trilogy Rentals. Again, check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Or if you also know things about these tools that I'm talking about, Send me a note because I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Clearly, I thought fishing tools were a good thing. I thought fishing tools were a good thing. Well, if you're renting out the tools for the fishing tools, then they're a good thing. That is what I'm absolutely going to say. Uh, In terms of a righteous act beating for this week, I really, I was in a good mood for the most part. I don't really have anything that's too, too annoying in my life that's worthy of sharing outside of uh, my complaints that come as a result of the heat wave we just went through If you were not in Edmonton over the last week, it was hot as balls, hot as balls in the city. And it just it created an environment where my Slurpee per 60 was sky high. Now, the problem with having Slurpee per 60 sky high, as I did here in 2021, is paper straw technology does not match what we need it to when it comes to Slurpees. Now, I know that there are other biodegradable straws that are better than the paper ones. I've been told many, many times on Twitter about that. I just don't have any at my house. It's one of those things where I think after I have a Slurpee, after my paper straw melts into itself and collapses, and then I just go get a spoon or something out of my fucking drawer to finish the job. While that's happening, I think to myself, you know what, Bag Milk? You should just go buy yourself some of those fancy biodegradable straws that everybody keeps telling you about. Why don't you just do that? Or, why don't you be a metal straw guy? I know you're not going to wash it. It'll probably be gross. It'll end up at the bottom of a drawer somewhere, covered in goo because you didn't wash it properly. But why don't you just do it? You're an adult. You support the cause. You understand why paper straws are the norm. I do understand paper straws. I get it. I'm on board with it. I understand the reason. It doesn't mean I have to like it, though. And considering how many Slurpees I drank last week, I'm going to go ahead and set... I'm not doing an exact count, but if I say seven, I I feel comfortable with that guess. Of the seven Slurpees I had last week, I had to finish them off with a spoon or other vessel of scooping a couple of times because I would put my Slurpee down, I would start doing some work, maybe write an article, maybe record an episode of this podcast, there's my Slurpee straw, it has disappeared, it has collapsed. Slurpee straw technology needs to advance to a point where we can get our Slurpees completed without the rage that comes from a collapsed paper straw. Now, is this a good righteous act beating for the week? No, it's not. I know that already. I understand that you're probably listening to this and saying, shut the fuck up, bag milk. Nobody cares about your Slurpees. Well, I care. And a lot of you on Twitter seem to care as well because we are rallying against paper straw technology. It can be better. I believe in the science of this. I believe in the science of making those things stronger. And until we get that paper straw technology that matches the job of which they are being hired to do, I will not rest. I will not stop complaining. And I will not stop forgetting to buy straws that are better than paper straws and complaining about it after, even though it's my own fault. And there you go for Trilogy Oil Filled Rentals, another righteous sack beating.
3: You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the Jimmy.
1: You may be listening to Better Late Than Never. I agree. It's going to be our secret.
2: <laughs> Is that all it was? I thought the bumper went on a little bit longer than that. Well, start with the voicemail. The voicemail is brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. They're taken over to the audio department Trilogy Rentals. That's where you need to be. Of course, the voicemail is all brought to you by... It only works if you send me voicemail messages. And and this week I'm light. This week I am light on voicemails. I've only got eight to get through, so we're going to breeze through these compared to what we normally do. But that's okay. Sometimes it's need a little break. Maybe you guys are getting tired of it. Again, a couple of things that you can do for me in the voicemail. Leave me some feedback on the podcast. If you like something, let me know. If you don't like something, let me know. Like a couple of weeks ago, uh, I had some feedback that, hey man, have some more guests and I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. So we've got some reshuffling going on of duties. Electronic Jordan, by the way, I find it very funny that you DM'd Nation Dan thinking that he was moving on or something. I love the puzzles that are going on trying to piece together the words that I'm saying. No, we just hired somebody great to come in and do some of the things that I was doing. So um, I'm going to have more time. So I'm going to get some guests. I'm going to get some new segments on this podcast. I figured out a way that we can do podcast confessions without you necessarily having to do the confession and have people know who you are. So that's going to be exciting. We've got a lot of stuff coming up for this podcast as we get closer to the season, including one thing I'm just going to start things off with. So today, to take you behind the scenes a little bit, we got a live voicemail, so we got time to do this. We were doing podcast promos today. So Tyler would send me some scripts. I'd be like, hey, this is Bag Milk. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio. Download, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast from. I did some for this podcast as well. And that was just something we're working on across the network. So today at Canucks Army, my boy, David Quadrelli, again, this, if, find a better podcast promo than this. You you just can't. I hope you guys can hear this well enough because I didn't have a chance to set it to my soundboard yet. So I'm just going to do it into my microphone.
3: Hi, my name's Dave Quadrelli, and you need to listen to the Canucks Conversation
4: Podcast with me and Chris Faber. In the meantime, though, here's my best rendition of the Corn Kids song.
2: It's corn, (laughs) a big lump with knobs, it has the juice, it has has the juice. (laughs) I mean, look at this thing,
3: when I tried it with butter, everything changed. (laughs) (laughs)
2: he sent me that as a voice note uh but i screen recorded it so i've got that forever and again find a better podcast promo than that you can't find one if you don't know what the corn song is i mean we're winding down on the 15 minutes on that thing i uh, i bet but man what a jam that is uh but back to business again for trilogy here's the voicemail first one up jake hello
3: Hey, big milk. I hope you, uh, you, Frankie, <clears throat> and everyone at O N Radio has had a, a wonderful summer. Um, my toxic trait is watching uh, Instagram Reels and uh, toxic trait. That was last week's
2: question. Again, I love how these come in later, so I can throw back to last week's episode. I asked, "What's your toxic trait?" Real quick, I said, "I look at sports and I think I can compete at, I can compete at all of them, even though that's not at all true." There's nothing in my life that should have led me to believe that or to get to that conclusion. Toxic trait. So we're gonna run back. Jake, I'm gonna rewind you. One sec.
3: Hey big milk. I hope you uh you, Frankie, <clears throat> and everyone at ON Radio has had a, a wonderful summer. We have. Um my toxic trait is watching uh Instagram reels and like watching the like people cook um on it and thinking that <laughs> I can do the same thing. Or yes going out to a restaurant Getting something and be like, yeah, I could fucking cook this at home. And then I try and it never turns out the same. <laughs> I don't know what it is about like restaurants. Um, but <laughs> you can never. Never get it the same.
2: I'll tell you what it is, Jake. Those people are trained to do what they do. And people like you and I, we just look at the dish that they've created for us after years of practice. And we just go, I can do that. It's like one of the shows that I love the most on Netflix is Iron Chef. There's no reason that I should love Iron Chef the way I do. But I do love Iron Chef because it's the exact same thing. I'll watch these people that have put their 10,000 hours into the craft of cooking and chefing, and me, an unlicensed chef, will come along and be like, julianning some carrots for this banh Me, no problem, no problem. I've got this covered in the bag. Jake, I am with you. Next up, Chandler.
4: Hey, bag milk. I'm going to uh, hit you with the hard-hitting questions today. Uh, so let me take you back I'm to ready. the year 1997.: 1997.
2: 1997. I was 12 years old. Go on.:
4: Life is good. The Oilers have just upset the Dallas Stars in seven games. Your uh, Chuck is just a wee little lad, little newborn Your M. Uh, just for that visual for all of us.
2: Take a moment to soak that in that visual in if you like. Tyler, wrapped up in a blankie maybe being swaddled by his mommy cute little cute as a button already pissed off about things, even though he doesn't know how to express those thoughts. You know, I can see it.
4: And you are going to celebrate the Oilers. And I guess you're Chuck too, by playing some Nintendo 64. Hell yeah. So you, uh, fire up that bad boy and you go through your startup screen Mm -hmm. and you get to the point where you are asked to select a character for the most gruesome, intense battle that Nintendo 64 has to offer. Yes, I am talking about Mario Kart 64.
2: Before we get to the rest of your question, I'm already inspired and I'm already feeling fired up, and let me tell you why. The day Todd Marchant scored an overtime in Game 7 against the Dallas Stars was the same day i got my n64 with my brother and the game we bought that day was mario kart 64. i was at school i'll never forget it i was at school my brother came to the principal's office called me to the principal's office and i handwritten a note for the bank that would allow my brother to withdraw half the price of that n64 from my bank account It was in writing. They allowed him to do it. I'm pretty sure in 2022, they would have not allowed a handwritten note from a 12-year-old. But that was the day I got my N64. And again, our first game was N64, or uh, Mario Kart 64. So Chandler, where you're going over these next 21 seconds has me very excited.
4: Who is your go-to character and what is your go-to Grand Prix circuit? For me, I am a toad guy all the way. Um, although Bowser's a lot of fun, it's hard to, den- to deny that. Um, but Toad's my guy and my favorite circuit personally would probably have to be the Star Cup.
2: This is a very important question because I think you can find out a lot about a person based on their Mario Kart character. And I actually really like the pick of Bowser. So I've got multiple picks in terms of who I like to choose. One, I loved Bowser. Because here's the thing, while he may not have the giddy-up speed to get off the line in a hurry, his top end is right there, and you cannot knock that motherfucker off the track if you tried with a battering ram. So for that reason, Bowser is elite, and I feel like if you are a legit Mario Kartist, He should be in the mix for you. However, since we're talking about Mario Kart 64, my other guy was Wario because I found him to be a little bit faster than Bowser, but ultimately he was a heavier character and for the same reason I loved him. I like to bully people off the road when possible. I love to do that. And in terms of what I like to do that for, I mean, why wouldn't I? You, got a, you get a level like Rainbow Road, and you can just bump your competition off the road. Come on, what are we talking about? So Bowser and Wario, those are my two guys, 100%. As for the, hmm, so you pick the Star Cup. I'm going to go with the Flower Cup. I always liked that one. It was always harder than the Mushroom Cup, but it was a good entry point. You had to, get, you had to test your skills out on that one. So excellent question, Chandler. Very, very, very important question. This next one comes in from Snape bumper or is this a bumper from professor snape if this is a harry potter thing i have no idea what's going on
4: this is severus snape and when i am not torturing my students i listen to better late than never obviously
2: I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send that to my girlfriend because she's a massive Harry Potter fan. I was that a good is that a good Professor Snape? Again, I've only ever seen one Harry Potter. I thought it was very boring, so me misses didn't make me watch any of the other ones. Uh I imagine she will at some point in my life, but so far I've avoided them. This is not my jam. I'm not a wizard guy. You're a wizard, Harry. Wouldn't it be great if he just like had a different version of that where it's just other jobs that Harry would have been? You're a garbage man, Harry. <laughs> you know, it could be anything, right? Uh, again, I appreciate the bumper. Appreciate the impression. I just don't know if it's any good or not.
0: Sorry about bringing up uh, the world's greatest undisputed uh, hide-and-seek champion. <laughs> I'll try and be... See... <laughs> Uh, A little less controversial, a little less political.
2: (laughs) The world's... Again. (laughs) That, if you had said the world's greatest hide-and-seek champion before last week, that would have been very, very funny to me. (laughs) I already like where this is going.
0: People who drive slow on the freeway uh, deserve to get rear-ended.
2: You know what? Slower traffic, keep right. We've got places to go. I'm not saying ram another car, but I understand the sentiment.
0: Uh anyone who drives slow. Uh you know, <laughs> people who uh don't understand the concept of the furthest left lane is the passing lane or mm-hmm. the fast lane. Yep. Uh you know, really need to learn that uh pretty quickly or uh uh no one's gonna like 'em. <laughs> <It's gonna>
2: be- <laughs> like even the delivery. I, I, I need to know. So this just came in from Anonymous. That's how what my uh my messaging system said so. I need to know who you are, sir, because you speak to me. You speak to me.
0: Like, a. eventually, someone's going to create an app and it's just going to be like shitty drivers. And then you're going to have like a whole bunch of people's license plates and shit. But yeah, I uh, love the podcast. I'm really happy that uh, there's some update on uh, the app and everything. Really happy that, you know. Uh, over the years, uh, Oilers Nation has, you know, really excelled. I'm really looking forward to the future. I mean, Nation, uh, Nation Network in general. I mean, you could expand it eventually to other teams in the States. Like I, I know there's something called, uh, I'll have to talk more about this, but, uh, Detroit, I think,
2: I ran out of time. I think you only get 90 seconds for these messages. So, if you want future plans of the Nation Network, yeah, we'll expand. We'll expand at some point. What we're doing right now is we're working on dailyfaceoff.com and trying to turn that into an all in one hockey experience where you don't just get your fantasy information, which is the bread and butter of dailyfaceoff.com, but you also get your rumors, your analysis, your news, everything that makes hockey hockey. We want to put that in as well. So, expansion it will come at some point but right now daily face off go check it out dailyfaceoff.com and as well as expanding the current rosters at the existing sites so if you go to canucks army you'll see some new voices we've got some new voices that are yet to be announced at oilers nation watch out for a couple of new authors coming at oilers nation soon that's what we're doing all summer so that's the expansion we're doing in terms of our roster not necessarily yet uh for the sites themselves but as i mentioned earlier Website relaunch is coming very, very soon. After that, who knows?
1: And now, it's better late than never live. Get in there, or be sorry. Hmm.
5: You know you want to. Oh, yes.
2: So there's the donkey. Of course, and what he's talking about, Better Late Than Never Live, he DM'd me a little while ago and he said, have you considered doing like a live show where it could be more interactive in real time? And I would love to do one. One of my favorite podcasts is called Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and his wife, Christina Pajitsky, and they do Your Mom's House Live a lot where it's all geared around fan interaction. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that with my own shtick still in order. Is it going to have to be that I just do a share screen and I bring people in? Do I set up a phone number and people call in and that's how we interact live on the show? I don't know, but there's going to be different ideas coming down the pipe this year. I'm going to try a bunch of stuff. We're setting up actually at the at Nation HQ, we're setting up a, a second kind of recording studio. So we've got the main one and then we're setting up like a second one that's kind of almost like a workspace slash studio. So I'm going to have some time and some space to try some different ideas. I might have to do those at the office. I might have to have Tyler's help looped into it. But ultimately, I think Better Late Than Never Live could be a lot of fun, provided that people are into it.
1: And we go to the phones. You're through to Better Late Than Never.
2: Again, the donkey, he's he's pitching this hard, Better Late Than Never Live. And I love the idea. Problem is, I'm just not smart enough to execute it. So I've got some learning to do. There's a steep learning curve on making it work and making it work
3: well, but we'll get there, I think. Brian, you're up. Hey, Bag Milk. It's Brian here. Um, long weekends. I'm going to go off the board. February long weekend. Oh, the family day. And see, the family day
2: long weekend is an underrated long weekend because it's so fucking cold in February that you get an extra day, a Monday, where you just get to sit in your jam jams and watch *Prices Right? That's pretty fucking sweet to me.
3: Not because of the weather. I hate the winter weather. But it's right around my birthday, right close to Valentine's Day, and we usually go away. So I'll spare you the details. But let's just say that weekend I'm usually making some noises that sound like donkey volley.
2: Hi, oh, hang on. You gotta get a button for that. I didn't know that was coming, so I'm gonna go.
3: Other than that, um, a question you had a couple weeks ago about different sporting events. Yeah. I recently moved down to the beautiful country of St. Kitts down in the Caribbean. Oh, my, my girlfriend's going to vet school, so I'm just going to be a beach bum for the next couple of years. Oh. So Cricket
2: went to... A- my guy, you were living my dream. You were living my dream. First of all, congratulations to the missus on getting into veterinary school. That's impressive in itself. But the fact that you get to go and
3: chill, come on cricket match last week and I was impressed it was like a fast-paced baseball so I'll become a cricket fan for the next couple of years and another reason for my call now that I'm living out here I just looked at took a look at the Oilers schedule for the next couple of years or for the next season and lots of late games which makes me sad because I definitely am not going to be able to watch most of these games especially when they're the eight o'clock starts so kind of depressed about going to be missing out on some hockey and having to watch all the highlights and all that but yeah so take it easy thanks for all the podcasts and shout out to the Italian bakery up in Edmonton with their amazing sandwiches thanks
2: Uh, shout out to all bakeries with their amazing sandwiches Uh, I don't know what time is it in St. Kitts so right now it is 524 p.m. in Edmonton St. Kitts is 724 p.m. oh man you're only two hours ahead You're only two hours ahead. I believe in you, Brian. I think that you're going to watch more Oilers games than you think, pal. Just because those 8.30 starts are going to be a little rough because they start at 10.30, I think you're going to do it. Listen, what the fuck else do you have going on? You are down there to be a beach bum, and that means you have got the avenue to watch hockey late into the evening. Here's the cell. I can already picture it. Baby, you've got classes tomorrow. I don't want to bother you. You go get a good night's sleep. I'm going to just chill and watch the Oilers game. I'll keep it down. I'm going to have a rum. It's going to be delicious. You get a good night's sleep. I promise I'll be quiet on my way in. Then when Connor McDavid does Connor McDavid things and you scream at an octave that wakes her up from the deepest of slumbers, we'll have to work on an apology. But in the meantime, two hours ahead, I believe in you, Brian. I believe in you. Nick, what's up?
5: Mr. Begging Milk, you ask the question, I answered. What is the best long weekend? Well, I got two answers for you. Please. Number one, Thanksgiving. I agree with you. Thanksgiving is the best long
2: It really is. It's the best. I assume Nick and I are going to be on the exact same page here.
5: On weekend, turkey, food, football. The weather's usually still pretty warm. Fall colors. What's not to love? Well, I'll tell you what's not to love. Exams. I love Thanksgiving, but now my university has midterms the same week as Thanksgiving. Last year, Thanksgiving, I spent the whole weekend in the library and merely took a three-hour break to come home from the library, eat turkey, and then go back to the libraries. So this is a problem. So obviously I'm older than Nick here,
2: and I don't have exams to do. I don't got shit to do. But this is a big problem. Canadian Thanksgiving is a time of celebration. It's a time of family. It's a time for eating way too much. I don't like hearing that Nick has to go study, pop out for dinner, and then back to studying. Universities, you need to sort your lives out. Once upon a time, let me tell you a little story about your old pal Bag Milk. I went to school in a small town, high school that is, and in our high school, uh, mind you, in the years since I've graduated, I've now been out of high school almost 20 years, this tradition has been ixnade. Back in my day, grad 2003, what, what? We used to have a thing called grad week. So what grad week was, Monday to Friday, there was a party every single night that week. It was a house party, it was a bush party, it was a farm party, whatever it was. All these parties were leading up to our graduation, which was the the very next Friday. So that entire week, all of the teachers basically had an unwritten agreement that us seniors, grade 12 kids, were going to roll into class Uh, hungover, still shit-faced, combination of the two. It was unspoken. We would never talk about it. We wouldn't talk about why everybody smells like booze. There was no homework ever assigned during that window. Now, as I mentioned, in the years since I've graduated high school, that tradition has been killed by the school board, I've been told. Very disappointing for the students, but frankly, at this point, they probably don't know what they're missing out on. So, my point here is that the teachers understood what we were dealing with. And for you, Nick, I feel like the teachers at the U of A need to understand that you want to eat food and watch football. I support you. If you want an unlicensed doctor to write you a note for giving you from those exams, just let me know and I will work on something for you. eat
5: till like 11 that night because I have chem exams. <laughs> kind of like. Oh my the other God. one is uh, May Long Weekend. A lot of the same reasons as... Uh, Thanksgiving, no summer's, it's the kickoff to summer. It's the kickoff to spring, summer season. You love that. Golfing's great. Barbecue season, you can go camping. Um, You can't quite go swimming in the lakes yet. You can go swimming in the lake.
2: You can go swimming in the lake. You just got to be cool with having a little bit of ice left on there. And if you go in, you're going to get out real quick. You have to have a exit strategy, maybe a fire, some dry clothes. You can absolutely go swimming. I've gone swimming on May long weekend. It wasn't been a great decision to make, admittedly, but I've done it. I've done it. The problem with May long weekend, it's great. It's your first time out, but you don't know what you're going to get in terms of weather. It could be sunny. It could be snowing. I have no idea what's going on with May long weekend. I respect the choice, though.
5: But you no, know, that's not that far around the corner. It's the kickoff to summer. Vice versa, the worst holiday, in my opinion, is Labor Day because summer's over. I got to go back to school, and that sucks. And I always go to the Labor Day Classic in Calgary, and the Elks always lose, just like they did this year, which I paid to go to. Anyways, go Elks. Peace
2: out. What <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, go Elks. How are they doing this year anyway? Edmonton Elks. I haven't been to an Elks game in 100 years. I have no idea how they're doing. Fifth in the West. How many teams are in the West? Aren't there only five? Oh, boy. This isn't going well. Yep, that's not going well. One two-game losing streak on the beat. The red-blacks on August 19th. That's cool. Anyway, there you go. Voicemail brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Again, thank you for leaving the message. Here's the exit song. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out. TrilogyRentals.ca. That's where you got to go to get the tools that I clearly don't know what what they're for. I read that message before. I thought fishing tools were a good thing. As it turns out, fishing tools are a bad thing. If you know what tools you need, or if you don't, TrilogyRentals.ca. That's where you need to be. And with that, we're going to wrap up episode 43 of Better Late Than Never. Again, I just want to say thank you for all the voicemails. Thank you for chiming in on the question of the week. Thank you for chiming in on everything. Because without you, the podcast doesn't work nearly as well. Ultimately, I feel like this is your podcast just like it is my podcast. So thank you for everybody for reaching out, participating. Thank you to the audio department for being the title sponsor of the podcast and to Trilogy Rentals for joining in on the shenanigans, even though I really don't know what I'm talking about. I will talk to you next Wednesday, unless there is a reason for an emergency podcast in which I will be back at some point very soon.
1: Tie-tie, Why will you kiss me?